Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Kingsway Podcast from Pastor Sean. You are about to hear a message from a recent Sunday service. We consider it a privilege to be on a spiritual journey with you. So take a few moments with us and allow God to inspire you today. I asked the Lord, what can I talk about? There are so many amazing things to talk about on Christmas. And the thought that became obvious to me that has been permeating my spirit for weeks, for months even, is this simple question. What is love? What is love? What is love? Can you define it? Can you explain it? Do you know what it means? Do you know what it feels like? I want you to think about it for a second because often is the case we use the word all the time. I love you, we'll say to a spouse or to our children. You know, I thought about that in the, in the flesh, you know, in the day-to-day when we say I love you, what do we mean when we say that and, and how is that received by others? Because much is the case in a relationship, you'll say I love you and then they'll say, well, Why? And then you get to, for your spouse, you get to love on them. And you get to say, I love you because. I love you because of this or of that. Or, I love it when you do this or when you do that. I love the way you make me feel when you look at me or when you smile. This is the love that we all know. We say it all the time. And at Christmas tomorrow, I am assured that some of you, especially your children, will wake up in the morning and they will open a gift and they will say, I love it. And in that moment, in that instant, they will truly mean it. Their life will become overcome by whatever it is. And the funny thing about that is they will love it to a point. Hopefully, when they completely open it out of the box, if you can get it out of the box these days, Amazon, hassle-free shipping, that's a great way to order anything because it just falls right out. But you order anything and they get out of the box, they'll love it only if it functions as desired. Because if the toy is broken out of the box, if it doesn't plug in, if it doesn't have batteries, if it doesn't work, if it doesn't fit, if it doesn't look good, if it doesn't match what's in your head all of a sudden, well, maybe I don't love it as much as I thought I did. You see, love especially in America, especially in this day and age, it's always followed with conditions. It's always followed with a because. It's always followed with a period, a term. Even in a marriage relationship, we like to remind each other why we love each other. But you see, it taints the way we think. Do we really love our bike or our home or our car? Is that the word that we can use the same way that we can say we love our children? There's something different about that. And the Bible makes no mistake. The Bible has a different purview of love. The Bible speaks of love as unconditional, without condition. You see, unconditional love is not a response. It's not what you feel when someone does something. When someone looks at you, when an item makes you feel a certain way. In fact, unconditional love has really nothing to do with you. 
But the love we feel and the love we yearn often is an inward love, and yet the Bible speaks of this outward love. I want to read it to you. 1 Corinthians 13, we've heard it a thousand times. If you've been to any wedding ever, the scripture will be read. And it says something like this, starting with verse 4. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. It keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. It never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. This flavor of love is a love that is outward seeking. It's a love that is directed towards others and it has no impact on the response that it gets. This love requires no response to give. This love, in fact, is foreign to many of us. But is the love the Bible talks about true and true again? You see, in my view, unconditional love is not a response. Unconditional love is a truth. You just love your children. When they're born, regardless of what they look like, regardless of their attitude, regardless of their skills and talents, you love them. You often can't explain. Jeremy and Shannon just had two beautiful little babies, Elijah and Jeremiah. One of them actually shares my name, Elijah. You know, he's, he's going to be the best one. <laughs> That's right. Brian's guys come after with that one. <laughs> And you know, these two lovely babies, I am certain, I spent a lot of time with the family as they, were, as they were walking through the pregnancy, quite literally, two babies in one belly, and I am assured all the way up to the last moment before they went into the hospital that Jeremy and Shannon, and in fact, the entire family loved those two children without ever laying eyes on them. There was just something inside something pure, something true about that love. I want to read to you now a manifestation of love because I believe that love came down onto this planet. Love walked with us and it talked with us. It says in Luke, and I encourage you to use Luke chapter 2 as a Bible story in the morning, tomorrow if you're opening up your gifts and you're going through. And before you do that, I encourage you to just talk about Jesus. And if you don't know what to say, open up the Bible, just read a couple verses from Luke chapter 2. And then talk about the birth of Jesus and the manger and the wise men and all of that. You know all of that. But I want to read 21 chapters later. Luke chapter 23. This is when Jesus gets put on the cross. And not by himself, mind you, with two dirty, rotten, sinful, caught in the act, sinners. Which, by the way, is pretty much all of us. Let's read it. Two others, both criminals, were led out to be executed with Jesus. Verse 33. 
when they came out to a place called the Skull, they nailed him to the cross, and the criminals were also crucified, one at his right hand and one at his left. Verse 35, the crowd watched and led and scoffed. He saved others, they said. Let him save himself if he is really God, if he is really Messiah, if he is really the chosen one. The soldiers then mocked him too by offering him a drink of sour wine. They called out to him, if you are king of the Jews, well, save yourself. A sign was then fastened above his head, king of the Jews. Could he have saved himself? Of course he could have. He could have called down 10,000 angels. He could have walked off that cross. He could have ascended into heaven that moment. But he didn't. And his response to all those people, his response to all of those people, how would you respond? How could you possibly love them? How could you possibly treat them with any respect or dignity? The God we serve said these words, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. Now this, this is a type of love that is hard to comprehend. Only a father, a mother of a child could understand loving Someone, despite what he's going through, what she's going through, despite what others think of them. Unconditional love. It continues, but the other criminal hanging beside him scoffed and said, so you're the Messiah? Are you? Prove it. Save yourself and us too while you're at it. You see, when it comes right down to love, we love ourselves and we want for ourselves. And wrapped up in most agendas are ourselves, especially at Christmas time. But this message, this devotion, this moment, I want you to think about God's love. Because Jesus sat on the cross and did not respond to that criminal. The other criminal on his right protested and said, Do you not even fear God? As we've been sentenced to die, we deserve to die for our crimes. But this man has done nothing wrong. Church, we all deserve to not enjoy a Christmas, but yet we all will. We don't deserve gifts, but yet we'll give them. We don't deserve Christ, but yet he freely gave himself. He loved us with an unconditional love. He loved us in a way I can hardly describe as I open up the Bible. And we'll be talking about gifts, and yes, the wise men gave gifts, and that's part of why we gave gifts, to remind ourselves. But the gift that I'm talking about here, the gift of Jesus Christ, the gift of himself giving to us is far greater. And so I want to leave you with one more thought as I think about the love of Christ. I ask you again, what is love? And if you were to sit down, and I, I sat a parent here, and I began to describe what love is as a parent and a child, and we start talking about unconditional love, we'd learn that there is an unconditional, there's, a, there's another kind of love out there that exists, one that doesn't, doesn't require a response, that doesn't require an action, something that is so true. And I'd say to that parent, I'd say, well, how would you describe it? And that parent may say something like, well, love, it's truly caring for someone else. No, no, it's more than that. It's caring for their interests as much or more than your own. How do you do that? How do you care for someone's interest more or as much as your own? 
How's that possible? Well, said another way, it could be stated, to love someone truly, to love someone unconditionally, you need to put yourself in their place. You need to feel what they feel. You need to sort of think what they're thinking. You need to, to cry with them. You need to share their joys with them. You need to carry the burdens with them. Only then can you truly understand what they're going through, and then you can love them by helping them and putting yourself in their shoes. Amen? And if that is love, if that's the love we know, well, the Bible says clearly that God is love. So if God is love, what is love have to do? What does God have to do? He is going to be the greatest manifestation of love of all time. So if he is to love us, how could he possibly care for us as much as himself? How could he possibly understand us? Well, he must. In simple words, he must walk with us. He must walk in our shoes. He must feel what we feel. He must share our joys with us. He must carry our burdens with us. You see, if God really loves us, he must put himself in place of us. And that, church, is what Christmas is about. God's love came down and manifested as Jesus Christ so that he could walk, he could talk, he could be with us, feel with us, and understand how he could put our needs above his. And in that, he learned that when he puts himself in our place, he must also take on our judgment. He must take on our sin. And he loved us so much to do it. And so church... We serve a God who's given us the greatest gift that we could ever describe, the gift of love, the picture of how to love our young, how to love our spouse, how to love our friends, how to love our church, how to love our community, how to love our nation, how to love anything. Because many of us will put conditions on it. Many of us will think, well, I only love my nation if my president does this or says that. I only love football if the players do this or they do that. I only love going to Florida if the weather's nice. I only love this president if it works a certain way. And church, I'm here to tell you that God loves you no matter what you say or you do. No good can extend it. No sin can reduce it. He loves you so much that we have a day called Christmas. We at Kingsway hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Sean. It was not by chance you listened to it. God is speaking to you. Visit kingswaycc.org to find the podcast from Pastor Sean. We pray today that this somehow inspired you to draw closer to God and to connect with His people, His purpose, and His power. God bless you.